You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the Voice of Reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome to another episode of Incorporating Superpowers. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This show I'm excited about because this gets into a level of understanding human beings at a, at a level that most of us overlook, and that's playing. Um, our guest today is Les Pardue. Uh He's written over 16 books. Uh, he's comes from the video game world, and now he is the uh, CEO and founder of Mystery Escape Room. But what's even bigger is today we're going to be talking about escaping the team building paradigm because Les has partnered with Carnegie Mellon University to understand, dive in and research how teams solve problems together. And he's got data from over 5,000 5,000 teams that have come through now that they looked at and excited to dive into this conversation today because there's going to be a lot. You're going to be able to glean from this conversation alone that's going to help you build better teams moving forward and more importantly, give you an excuse to take them all to an escape room. Les, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be able to share some things with you. Uh, I think that what we've discovered is important. I think it's something that uh, needs to be out there and people need to understand it. Well, especially, especially in the business room. I am the I said the business room. It's like the escape room for business, uh, yeah. especially especially in in the business realm, where understanding how teams work together in in superpower terms, we use things like you know in group out group dynamics, archetypes, and and you know personality types and whatnot. But really understanding it at the level of like here's a real world problem with time constraints. How do those teams come together? When you can look at that and implement what's being learned, more importantly, go to an escape room and practice it, right, with your teams, you can take a look at the at the data and really go, oh, this is what we need to do here. This is what we need to do there. So I'm just going to come up the gate here. What does what what's what is the data saying? What is the data showing? Well, it it's showing that most companies aren't doing a very good job when it comes to getting teams to solve problems together. In fact, um, corporate groups are some of the worst performing groups that we have come in. And, and that's amazing. When you consider all of the money that's spent to try and get people to work well together, and they aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it's, it's sad. It, um, it, you know, the, I think the most eye-opening statistic that we have is that uh, a group of total strangers are 13% more likely to succeed than a group from a company. And <laughs> so I, I want to know, do you have stats on what it's like for people that are, that, that work in the same organization with the government? Uh, we haven't split out government employees yet. But I would really love to get Congress to come into our escape rooms. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? I mean, I think, that, hey, Houston, we've identified the problem, right? Um, yeah. it's, uh, this is it's such a, a unique you know, problem that we, we've seen this ourselves. You know, we've, 
within team building. Every organization, while it's unique, and you have to kind of go through it, if you have an understanding of how these teams work and in problem solving, then you can identify the, the key elements. So, so what are those key elements that you're seeing that, that need to happen in a, pro, in a team that's efficient? Okay, well, the, the key element really has to do with the people in the group being willing to put forth their ideas. And um, what we've discovered is, is that the more hierarchical the organization, the worse they tend to do because they hold back. And uh, there's a lot of reasons behind that. But interestingly enough, the breakthrough came when uh, we had a room that was really, really difficult. Probably 90% failure rate. So only 10% of all of the teams that went through that room were able to solve it before time ran out. Okay. And then we had a group of 10-year-olds come in and solve it. Okay. So <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm laughing because I, I can see the team of corporate people all getting frustrated and whatnot because they're all trying to solve their stuff, uh, you know, whatever it is in their own minds and they're not speaking or putting it out in the middle. Yeah. And anybody who, who's had a 10 year old understands that it doesn't take very long for an idea to pop in their head before it's out their mouth. Yep. I mean, that that's almost instant. And, uh, and so what we started doing is, is we started really looking at what the dynamics of the 10-year-old group was, and it, and it had to do with the fact that they were idea factories. I mean, they just poured on the ideas, and what they lacked in knowledge and skill, they made up for in enthusiasm and in equalizing everybody. Every idea was worth exploring. And they explored them all. Even didn't matter how stupid the idea was, they explored them all. Ten-year-olds are fearless, and you know we can we can learn from children. Well, we can. Yeah, absolutely. This is. Um, I, I want to get into the the meat and potatoes of this and really look at what it what it means for uh, small to medium-sized businesses, large-sized businesses, but more importantly, down to that individual level of how leadership can identify what needs to happen next next um so before we go on break can you share uh can you share a little bit more about where people can go find you website uh where, where they can find the local the, the nearest uh, escape room maybe okay well to look us up just go to mysteryescaperoom.com we have a whole section there on team building and we do programs all over the country with it but we have three locations in the west we have uh, physical locations in Salt Lake City, in St. George, Utah, and also in Tucson, Arizona. Right here in Tucson, Arizona. We're, we're in Phoenix. So, yep. Yep. I think I know where the next family outing is going to be. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Folks, go check it out. Go take a look at Mystery Escape Room. They're doing some great work in the world. And when we get back to the break, we're going to dive more into what this means and how you can implement some of the stuff that we're that you've seen. In, in this space of team building right after the break. But before we go, if you haven't downloaded the Superpower Network app, you can stream all of your shows now live directly from the app on Apple, on Chrome. Go download it, listen, we'll be right back. Hello everyone, this is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we wanna thank each of you 
for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Fantastic. And we are back. We've been talking with Les Pardue. He's the CEO and founder of Mystery Escape Room. They got over 40 different escape rooms. Uh, are those all across the across the country? Or are they mainly uh, isolated in just the, the three or four states? Well, we're just the physical locations are in the three or four states. But we do bring our team building program to other places. Um, and, uh, you know, I've done them in Washington, D.C. I've done them in Chicago. Um, we've, we can bring the team building program to other places and we do do that. Perfect. Uh, so if you're, so if you're listening to the show right now and you're thinking you're not in California, Arizona, where's the, where is the other state that you're in? We're in Utah and Arizona. Utah and Arizona. Okay. So if you're not in those two states and you're listening to this show and you're like, wow, how do we bring this into our organization? Know that he can go anywhere. He can bring it to you. Um, so Les, before the break, we were talking about some of the factors that you were seeing. We're comparing corporations to to kids, a groups of 10-year-olds, right? And, and yeah. what you had divulged is it was just throw it out into the middle, right? They're just throwing these ideas out in the middle, but what what then has to happen from there? What, what, what comes next of just throwing ideas out in the middle? Well, the, I'd like to, you know, before we get into that, really talk about some of the um, statistics that we have okay. from our research. And that, and I think the one thing that's really important to me, having been a business owner for, you know, 35 years, is how do I get my teams to perform at optimal levels? And uh, something that, that I took a personal interest in is what is the best performance and how can we model that so that we really get our teams to be working at the best level? It was shocking to me when I discovered, I went and took all of the best performances from all the different escape rooms that we had done. And then I compared that with the average performance that we saw from all of the corporate groups that came through. Um, As a business owner, how much would you like to see productivity improve? I mean, if, if you could see a two or three percent improvement would that be a big deal to your company? Most companies would say, "Yeah." We saw a forty-six percent drop in productivity between the best performing groups and what the average corporate group does. So you got the best performing groups, and then you got the corporate groups, and that was a forty-six percent difference. Forty-six percent difference. How is business getting done? <laughs> Yeah, you wonder. You know, that's that's almost half performance. And and the interesting thing about escape rooms is is that we are not talking about performance in routine, mundane, daily activities. What we're really talking about is how do teams solve problems together? 
It's the creativity, the innovation, all of those things. That's what they're learning in an escape room. That's what they're learning how to do, is how do we do this together? And, it, and we looked at that and we saw if we model what the best teams are doing, because we know that that can be done, maybe we can get the corporate teams to move up to that level. And wouldn't it be amazing if you could get uh, even 10 or 15% productivity improvement in the critical areas of innovation and problem solving? I mean, that, that's, that's a big that's, Yeah, that's a huge deal. That's a, that's a huge deal. When you, can when you can increase productivity like that, it dramatically reduces your, your overhead and your, your expenses. Um, not only that, but you create new solutions and open up new opportunities because now you got teams that were seeing things differently that they may not have seen before. It's brilliant. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and the, uh, the fact that we're able to study it in depth the way that we have, and we have such a broad database, I don't think, I don't think there's ever been collected this much data on teams. I mean, over 5,000 teams. Uh, that's that's crazy. That's that's a lot. So it, data doesn't lie, you know. Yeah. It it's right there. Um, but to get back to your your question earlier, it really has to do with the fact that um, if you look at the age groups as we as we stair step the age groups at coming up, what we found is is that that sweet spot was the ten year olds. Then when they turn thirteen, something happens. All, that's when all of a sudden designer clothes become somewhat important when, uh, you know, that's those junior high years when you're worried about what other people are thinking. That pressure never lets up. We train our children from their youth that to be wrong is bad. Yeah, that's, um, we homeschool. We, we, we homeschool. So she's, mm -hmm. she's been brought up as an entrepreneur and um yeah she's she's 10 and she's learning the um she is learning the art of speaking your truth uh -huh. while navigating while navigating uh social circles and environments that may not necessarily understand your perspective yeah so there's a, there's a magic thing that happens when you bring a group into an ex escape room. One of the first things that I'll do when I pull a group out of the escape room, I'll get them set out there and we'll start talking about the experience. And, um, and they will always comment that the, the most fun aspect of it was when the breakthroughs, when they solved a problem that everybody's excited. You hear cheers, you hear all of this excitement with it. And I ask him a, a simple question. Did it matter who solved it? And almost every time you're smiling, <laughs> you get it. Almost every time they go, hey, you know what? It, it didn't matter. Well, really? what was it? it reminds me, what is that Ronald Reagan's quote? Everybody wins when nobody cares who gets the credit. Yeah, and he got that from John Wooden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and, it, it, it's no secret, folks. It, it's just 
you got to get out of your own way if you want to move forward. Yeah. Especially when you work with other people. Yeah. So, so, so there's that side of the coin. And then I ask him the second most important question. Did anybody make a mistake in there? Oh, yeah. You know, we made all these mistakes and stuff like that. How did you handle the mistakes? And they sit back and they go, well, we just moved on. Exactly. Threw another idea. Threw another idea out. <laughs> the mistakes help them find that other idea. And see, that's the important thing, is that we teach our children that to be wrong is bad, and we grow up with that. And if we're in a company, the worst thing that you can do is make a mistake. Yeah, it's um. There's especially with the companies that are that are very hierarchical, you know, though, that have a mm-hmm. rank structure, that have, you know, uh, a dog-eat-dog type mentality. And, you know, we've built both of our organizations through uh, a whole holacracy uh, methodology, right, to where there's overlapping circles and there's no necessarily a high, there's not a hierarchical structure. By all means, there's the, the CEO, the CEO, right? But everybody else, it's, intertwining and, and even even the ceo and the ceo positions are intertwining and there there are no bad ideas and it's throw out in the middle take a look at it and, and get through it and coming together and working together in that mindset is more efficient than trying to run it from the bottom up mm-hmm. you know um so i gotta i gotta ask in, in in all the research that you've done how often do you see teams that come into a room and you have one person just barking orders? You know, it's not very often, um, but we do see that happen. Uh, the, the interesting t- statistic that I found is, is that when I have an alpha leader group, their performance isn't any better than a group that has absolutely no leader at all. Ooh. The, the, I, yeah. You know, and, and when I say no leader at all, I'm talking an eight year old birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of, kind of situation. What we see that works the best, we call it structured autonomy. And you have uh, you have one or two people who are standing back and looking at the whole, trying to figure out the whole while everybody is involved in their individual problems. And sometimes the role, that role changes, but those who have ideas step forward and they become a leader for a little while until somebody else has an idea and then they step forward. That's the type of leadership structure that tends to work the best. Yeah, it's um, in, in sports terms, it comes to my mind in sports terms, it's like zone defense. <laughs> right you got you got one somebody you got somebody coordinating the zone but everybody's watching their own little section because taking their piece of, of the puzzle um you know we we've, we've done i think we've done two escape rooms uh so far and uh one we one we solved one we didn't uh and the one that we solved it was it was family uh, that were there, and we we worked really well together as a family. The other one was uh, a group of friends, very alpha dominated group of friends, and uh, with no interconnections other than just 
we're all friends. Uh, so we, you know, none of us worked together before. So you get a whole bunch of alphas in the room and yeah, we, we, we lost. <laughs> you know. Kept trying to assert their authority when they didn't need to. Yeah. It's, uh, well, you know, it's regardless of the fun experience. And if you can take a step back and I love the fact that you, you partnered with Carnegie Mellon to really dive in and understand these things. It's really going to give, business and edge on how to build properly moving forward, identifying the types of personalities, making sure you eliminate the construct of hierarchy in problem solving within the organization and, and, rec- and invite other people and say, this is a safe place for us to puzzle through because if we don't, then we're all, in the, we're all stuck. I, I, I love the work that you're doing in the world and the fact that you've um, created such a fun fun environment for for uh, individuals and business owners alike to to go uh go get example get a taste of what it's like to problem solve in very stressful situations i think it's brilliant yeah well thank you it's it's been really fun it was interesting when we had anita woolley who's our research partner at carnegie mellon come out and she uh you know helped us design the program and all of that and one of the comments she made to me is she said you know, if I was doing research into teams at the university, this is exactly what I would do. I would bring them on campus. I'd put them in a room, give them some problems to solve and and watch them. And, and she says the, the main difference with an escape room is, is that you guys just up the production value a ton. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a, a phenomenal test environment to... Uh, to take a look and, and train and, and, and take the stress off of it. It's not, it's not an end-all, be-all for the business, but it's a, hey, it's going to give us some ideas on, on what needs to be examined here. You know, John Boy, you were a little too vocal and wanting to be heard. You didn't say anything, you know, and really kind of bringing it to, to life and examining uh, how the team does work together because if you've got somebody that's sitting in the corner being a mouse not really doing anything or saying, saying much, then, you know, that, that, that's remedial training. That's way of, okay, come along. It's okay for, for them to contribute and, and provide that training to them so they can see it and see that their own ideas and whatnot are valuable because it supports the team and they don't have to worry about uh, any type of, you know, reciprocity because they were, they might've been wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and also the opposite of that, which is the guy who tries to take over the room and, uh, that it was interesting uh, we had an instance that I think, uh, you know, has been repeated multiple times, but uh, this one story, we had a, uh, a lady in the room who was probably their MVP, probably the smartest person in that room. Every time we gave a clue, she had it. I mean, almost instantly she figured it out but no one was listening to her. About five minutes later, one of the men in the group had the same idea and everybody listened to him. By the end of the hour, she had almost completely stopped saying anything. So here you have the the best person in the room shut down because people aren't listening. Yeah, it's um, 
it, 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 it's, it's an equal balance. You know, you have to be able to know when to contribute, how to contribute, and when to be quiet and, and, and just listen to other people's ideas. Because you, you never know that might be the exact, the, the exact answer. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes the best ideas are never given. The, you know, often we'll go into a room and start explaining, okay, this is how you would have solved this puzzle, or this is how this one here was solved. It's really common that somebody will go, oh, I knew that. And, you know, when we started drilling down and saying, okay, if you knew it, why didn't you say something? <laughs> the most common response was, I, I didn't want to look dumb in front of my friends yeah, because I might have been wrong, you see? Yep. Yep. And, but had you said something, you would have gotten out of the escape room. Yes, exactly. You would have solved the problem. Yep. But so many of the ideas that we have are thrown away. In fact, we, we train ourselves not to step forward unless we're absolutely sure we're right. And we, we catch ourselves, I catch myself doing it, you probably do too, before you say something to an important group of people, like your peers, you second guess yourself. You self about, should yeah. I? Is, is this true? All of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's hard breaking those old habits. It's hard doing that because we've been trained about this for so long. And we need to have these opportunities where we can gather in a group, isolated, and be able to just focus on bringing out ideas, bringing out the stuff, because we've got to learn how to have ideas again. See, when we were kids, we had ideas all the time. They were constant. We've trained ourselves out of that. As adults, if we really want to progress, we've got to train ourselves into how do I have ideas? It's a must, you know, if you don't exercise it, you're not going to get it. And you've yeah. got to exercise that. So, so true. This is, um, this is some really good stuff. This, folks, if you're listening to this, you got an organization, you know you have trouble with your teams, you've identified that you've got efficiency issues, uh, and you want to get, take your teams to the next level, reach out to less, go take them to escape room. If you're wanting to really, you know, you need to instill some training and some discipline into some of your, into some of your teams, reach out to less, less working, where can our listeners go find more information about you again? I just go to mystery escape room.com. That's the, the easiest way to find us. And um, they can, you know, we have a whole section on there about team building and the programs that we have. We're updating it constantly. So there's, there's lots of programs. Just give us a call, and, uh, and we would be happy to work with them and to help them get that edge. You know, in, in business, we're never going to compete against the rest of the world by brute force. We're, you know, China's going to kill us every day. It's the ideas that make the difference, and we've got to be on top of everybody else in the world with our ideas. This is how you get it to happen. Absolutely. This is good stuff, folks. Take your team building to the next level. Get into an escape room. Get into 
one of Les's training programs that the uh, Mystery Escape Rooms offer. Uh, and until next time, go out there, keep throwing out your ideas into the middle so you can incorporate your own superpowers and change the world. Take care. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.